Welcome to After the Fact, a Knowing Faith mini-episode where we look to take a big question and address it in just a few minutes. Our After the Fact episodes this season are brought to you by the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. If you haven't had a chance to find out if seminary is right for you, you should hop over to sbts.edu slash explore, where Southern has designed a really helpful tool to help you think through this question. Whether you're serving vocationally in the life of your church or just leading as a volunteer, seminary could be a great next step for you. We are discussing Romans on Knowing Faith this season, and joining us today is Dr. Jim Hamilton. Dr. Hamilton is professor of biblical theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. He's the author of several books, including, but not limited to, What is Biblical Theology?, The Bible's Big Story, which is a salvation history for kids, and the recently released two-volume commentary on the Psalms from Lexham Press, and then, really relevant for our purposes today, Typology understanding the Bible's promise-shaped patterns. He also serves as the senior pastor at Kenwood Baptist Church, and he's a returning After the Fact guest. Dr. Hamilton, welcome to After the Fact. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Kyle. Glad to be here. All right, so here's the big question. What is typology, and why does it matter? So to put it simply, I think that typology consists of what we might call promise-shaped patterns that the biblical authors intended to communicate and that create repetitions in sequences of events that are intended by the human authors under the control of the sovereign God, and they develop across salvation history. Many of them culminate and are fulfilled in Christ, but not all of them. So if somebody was looking for like a really basic typology, so they're brand new to the concept, but they are reading their Bible, they're trying to know God's word, you're just a beginner, and you want to show them, look, here, here it is, it's not super complex, here's a typology. Maybe where would you take them in the Bible to see that? I think the biggest and most important type in the Bible is the pattern of the Exodus, the Exodus from Egypt. And so I would want to show how, in my view, Moses has given a preview of the Exodus from Egypt in the life of Abraham. So, you know, just as the people of Israel would go down into Egypt because of a famine, Abraham in Genesis 12, verse 10, goes down into Egypt because of a famine. And then in the same way that the people of Israel will be enslaved in Egypt, Sarah is taken into uh, Pharaoh's harem. In the same way that the Israelites will be liberated by plagues, the Lord visits plagues on Pharaoh. And then in the same way that uh, the liberated Israelites come out to Mount Sinai, where the Lord says, I am Yahweh who brought you out. Uh, Abraham and Sarah come out and they make their way back to the land of promise. And in that episode in Genesis 15, the Lord says, I am Yahweh who brought you out of, in this case, Ur of the Chaldees. So Moses, I think, is previewing the exodus from Egypt in the life of, of, of Abraham. I think it happens again in Jacob's life, but we could, that's more detail. And then the exodus happens. And then as, as, as Moses talks about the future, for instance, the conquest of the land, he indicates that that's going to be an exodus-style pattern. And then we could go to the book of Joshua or the book of Isaiah, and there are all these comparisons back to the exodus from Egypt. But the whole thing is going to culminate in Christ, and the New Testament authors are going to say things like what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 5-7 when he says, Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed. So the whole exodus uh, pattern of salvation is fulfilled in Christ. Wow. I mean, that is just like right there. That's a pretty—I mean, there was a lot there. You condensed a lot down. Let me ask you this. Are types, um, uh, how, what are the, the mode of types? Are types only events that then find repetition? Are they only words or phrases or concepts? 
can can a type be a thing? Like I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm, I'm asking, what's the full scope of the way that types present themselves? Are there some that are more? Uh, I guess, status quo than others, like a person or a figurehead that then has a fulfillment later on or a, a, a promise-shaped uh, pattern or concept? Are, can types be a – can they be a place? Can Sinai be a type? Can uh, uh, can this thing be a type? Can, uh, can the Ark of the Covenant be a type? You know, those things. Yeah, great question. So the standard breakdown, and this is the way that I divide my book into three sections, is – that, that types are uh, people, events, and institutions. So the one that I just talked about is the event of the exodus from Egypt. But you can also talk about the way that, for instance, Adam, he's called a type of the one to come in Romans 5.14. So, you know, there's a case of the New Testament author using the language to describe uh, Adam as a type of Christ. So you have people, you have events like the exodus, and then institutions. And the two that I discuss are marriage and the Levitical cult, uh, which just means the system of worship. So the way that all the sacrificial system and the priesthood and the tabernacle and temple and everything is all uh, fulfilled in Christ. So uh, people, events, and institutions, and we establish the parallels between them by some of the things that you mentioned, things like repeated words and phrases or quotations of whole lines. But really we're looking for a, a repeated sequence of events where you have this series of actions or events that happens over and over again. Okay, that's really helpful. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna steal that. I'm gonna cite that uh, the next time I teach on typology. Uh, citing is better than stealing, audience. Uh, uh, let me uh, let me just say one more thing, or ask one more thing. Anytime that I study God's word or a new particular facet of God's word or structure. It can kind of leave me breathless sometimes. In what way has studying typology for you left you with a greater sense of the grandeur of God's word? Like what what did it strike in you? What was the what's the thing now that when you come to God's word, studying typology has helped you see in a way that maybe you didn't beforehand? I think more than anything else, typology helps us to understand the way that the New Testament authors are quoting and claiming fulfillment of the Old Testament. And so for me, it has really brought out the inner logic, the internal coherence, and the profound unity of the whole Bible. And I'm, I'm more convinced than ever that the New Testament authors were correct in the way that they interpreted the Old Testament. They're not playing fast and loose with the texts. They're not making outrageous, un, unwarranted, unfounded claims. They're not trying to pull one over on their audience and somehow uh, snooker them or something like that. They're actually claiming that what they're saying is fulfilled in Jesus is actually what the Old Testament authors meant to communicate. And I think that's profoundly important because they're trying to do the same thing we're trying to do. They're trying to evangelize people. And the New Testament authors in particular are trying to evangelize people who know the Old Testament. And so if they're wrong about these texts, you know, they're not going to convince people to believe in Jesus. So so the argument that uh, the Jews of Paul's day or, or, you know, Peter's day, that they should believe in Jesus as their Messiah, it really depends upon the claim that these guys are making that this is what the Old Testament was about all along. That's so helpful. Dr. Hamilton, it's been a joy to have you on the show. After the Fact is brought to you by the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. If you want to study with incredible professors like Dr. Hamilton, head over to sbts.edu and discover why Southern Seminary is trusted for truth.